0: Hey y'all! Welcome back, and we are going to continue on through the book of Second Kings in chapter 13. We'll go ahead and start with verse one. Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, began to rule over Israel in the 23rd year of King Joash's reign in Judah. He reigned in Samaria 17 years, but he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. He followed the example of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, continuing the sins that Jeroboam had led Israel to commit. So the Lord was very angry with Israel, and he allowed King Hazael of Aram and his son Ben-Hadad to defeat them repeatedly. Then Jehoahaz prayed for the Lord's help, and the Lord heard his prayer, for he could see how severely the king of Aram was oppressing Israel. So the Lord provided someone to rescue the Israelites from the tyranny of the Arameans. Then Israel lived in safety again, as they had in former days. But they continued to sin, following the evil example of Jeroboam. They also allowed the Asherah pole in Samaria to remain standing. Finally, Jehoahaz's army was reduced to 50 charioteers, 10 chariots, and 10,000 foot soldiers. The king of Aram had killed the others, trampling them like dust under his feet. The rest of the events of Jehoahaz's reign, everything he did and the extent of his power are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. When Jehoahaz died, he was buried in Samaria. Then his son Jehoash became, became the next king. So, um... God has mercy on Israel. God loves Israel and keeps giving him the chances to repent and turn back to God. And he shows them mercy time and time again, but they just continue sinning and worshiping other gods and false idols. And therefore, God is fulfilling the curses of the covenant because they're not choosing God. He's shrinking down Israel due to the worship of those false gods. And we see this in verse 7, where it His army was reduced to fifty charioteers, ten chariots, and ten thousand foot soldiers. God is shrinking Israel. In verse 10, we'll continue Jehoash, son of Jehoazaz, began to rule over Israel in the thirty seventh year of King Joash's reign in Judah. He reigned in Samaria sixteen years, but he did evil in the Lord's sight. He refused to turn from the sins that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had led Israel to commit. The rest of the events in Jehoash's reign and everything he did, including the extent of his power and his war with King Amaziah of Judah, are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. When Jehoash died, he was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. Then his son, Jeroboam the second became the next king. So then in verse 14, When Elisha was in his last illness, King Jehoash of Israel visited him and wept over him. My father, my father, I see the chariots and charioteers of Israel, he cried. Elisha told him, Get a bow and some arrows. And the king did as he was told. So I'm just going to pause there before we continue on in verse 16. These kings of Israel, they refuse to follow God, regardless of the mercy God shows them. But yet they keep God-fearing men around, and they do consult with them. And they seek seek counsel from these men for direction on what to do. But yet they won't follow God themselves. (laughs) In verse 16, we'll, con- we'll continue. Elisha told him, put your hand on the bow. And Elisha laid his own hands on the king's hands. Then he commanded, open the eastern window. And he opened it. Then he said, shoot. So he shot an arrow. Elisha proclaimed, this is the Lord's arrow. An arrow of victory over Aram. For you will completely conquer the Aramians in Aphek. Then he said, now pick up the other arrow and strike them against the ground. So the king picked them up and struck the ground three times. He just told this king that he was going to have complete victory and conquer the Arameans in Aphek. But yet he only taps the arrow three times. I feel like I'd be a little bit more excited here and maybe a little go a little crazy. In verse 19, but the man of God was angry with him. You should have struck the ground five or six times, he exclaimed. Then you would have beaten Aram until it was entirely destroyed. Now you will be victorious only three times. Then Elisha died and was buried. So he, didn't, he held back. The king held back, and he, God is still ministering grace and mercy to Israel, and he's giving this wicked king an opportunity to put faith in God and go for it. And, and he demonstrates that lack of faith and willingness to go all the way. And he doesn't just get all that full commitment. And he doesn't 100% submit to God and God alone. He just doesn't want to give up his false gods. Um, we'll continue on with verse 20. Groups of Moabite raiders used to invade the land each spring. Once, when some Israelites were burying a man, they spied a band of these raiders. So they hastily threw the corpse into the tomb of Elisha and fled. So this is after Elisha had died and was buried. And this is Elisha's tomb. They threw this guy down into Elisha's tomb and kept on going. But as soon as the body touched Elisha's bones, the dead man revived and jumped to his feet. So we have Elisha dead and in a grave. A man is killed and thrown hastily into his grave and he comes back to life. He is revived. And this is one more miracle from Elisha, even though he's dead. And Elisha was dead, but God's word was alive and is alive. The prophet may be dead, but God's word isn't. God's word never dies. The promises made to the king through Elisha will come to pass because the God he served is alive and watching every single move. Um, so we'll, we'll continue here in verse 22. King Hazael of Aram had oppressed Israel during the entire reign of King Jehoahaz, but the Lord was gracious and merciful to the people of Israel, and they were not totally destroyed. He pitied them because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And to this day he has still not completely destroyed them or banished them from his presence. King Hazael of Aram died, and his son ben became the next king. Then Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, recaptured the ben the son of Hazael, the towns that had been taken from Jehoash's father. Jehoahaz, Jehoash defeated ben on three occasions, and he recovered the Israelite towns. Amaziah, son of Joash began to rule over Judah in the second year of the reign of king of Joash of Israel. We're going to continue on in chapter 14. And this moves us back over to the side of Judah. So Amaziah, the son of Joash, began to rule. And this is the second year of the reign of king Jehoash of Israel. In verse 2, Amaziah was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother was Johadin from Jerusalem. Amaziah did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, but not like his ancestor David. Instead, he followed the example of his father, Joash. Amaziah did not destroy the pagan shrines, and the people still offered sacrifices and burnt incense there. When Amaziah was well established as king, he executed the officials who had assassinated his father, However, he did not kill the children of the assassins, for he obeyed the command of the Lord as it is written by Moses in the book of the law. Parents must not be put to death for the sins of their children, nor children for the sins of their parents. Those deserving to die must be put to death for their own crimes. Amaziah also killed 10,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt. He also conquered Selah and changed the name to Joktheel, as it is called to this day. One day, Amaziah sent messengers with his challenge to Israel's king Joash, the son of Johazaz, the grandson of Jehu. Come and meet me in battle. But king Jehoash of Israel replied to king Amaziah of Judah with this story. Out in the Lebanon mountains, a thistle sent a message to a mighty cedar tree. Give your daughter in marriage to my son. But just then, a wild animal of Lebanon came by and stepped on the thistle, crushing it. You have indeed defeated Edom, and you are proud of it. But be content with your victory and stay home. Why stir up trouble that will only bring disaster on you and the people of Judah? But Amaziah refused to listen. So King Jehoash of Israel mobilized his army against King Amaziah of Judah. The two armies drew up their battle lines at Belshemesh in Judah. Judah was routed by the army of Israel, and its army scattered and fled for home. King Jehoash of Israel captured Judah's king, Amaziah son of Joash and grandson of Ahaziah at Beth Shemash. Then he marched to Jerusalem, where he demolished 600 feet of Jerusalem's wall from the Ephraim gate to the corner gate. He carried off all the gold and silver and all the articles from the temple of the Lord. He also seized the treasures from the royal palace along with the hostages and then returned to Samaria. So that was a pretty bad day. He stirred up trouble and said, hey, let's fight. And then ended up losing the battle. (laughs) The rest of the events in Jehoash's reign and everything he did, including the extent of his power in the war with King Amaziah of Judah, are recorded in the book of the history of kings of Israel. When Jehoash died, he was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel, and his son Jeroboam II became the next king. King Amaziah of Judah lived for 15 years after the death of King Jehoash of Israel. The rest of the events of Amaziah's reigns are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Judah. So remember, Judah and Israel are the same people they just split into two separate divisions at this point. So they're basically fighting each other. And it's just unfortunate. In verse 19, there was a conspiracy against Amaziah's life in Jerusalem and he fled to Lachish, but his enemies sent assassins after him and they were killed him there. They brought his body back to Jerusalem on a horse and he was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. All of the people of Judah had crowned Amaziah's sixteen year old son Uziah as king in place of his father Amaziah. After his father's death, Uziah rebuilt the town of Elap and restored it to Judah. In verse twenty three, Jeroboam II, the son of Jehoash, began to rule over Israel in the fifteenth year of King Amaziah's reign in Judah. He reigned in Samaria forty one years. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. He refused to turn from the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nobat, and had led Israel to commit. Jeroboam the second recovered the territories of Israel between Lebo-Hamath and the Dead Sea, just as the Lord, the God of Israel, had promised through Jonah, the son of the Amari, the prophet from Gath Helper. For the Lord saw the bitter sufferings of everyone in Israel, and that there was no one in Israel, slave or free, to help them. And because the Lord had not said he would blot out the name of Israel completely, he used Jeroboam II, the son of Joash, to save them. The rest of the events of the reign of Jeroboam II and everything he did, including the extent of his power, his wars, and how he recovered for Israel both Damascus and Hamath, which had belonged to Judah, are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. When Jeroboam II died, he was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel then his son Zechariah became the next king. So I don't know why Amaziah felt he had to stir up trouble and start a war here. Maybe he was just trying to appear strong, like a strong king. I'm not sure. Um I'm not gonna say anything out of context or pretend to know reasons why that are not written in the scripture. But regardless, a choice was made and an outcome happened, and it was not a great outcome. And Then we have Israel, where Jeroboam II starts ruling, but God shows mercy. Like, this is, it says very well that he did evil in the sight of the Lord, but God still used him when he was king, because he still has that mercy and that love for Israel, and he loves his people, and he continually keeps giving them opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to repent, and it's no different than us today. God loves us beyond measure and he has here waiting with wide open arms. All we have to do is repent and accept him and run into his wide open arms and he will hug us so tight and never let us go. He his he just wants to be close to his people. He just wants to commune with his people. So that sums up chapters we are through chapters 13 and 14. So we'll continue and see how King Uzziah rules in Judah next as we continue in chapter 15. I hope you all are having a most wonderful day.